Good morning, beautiful people. Thank you for tuning into the morning shift where shift happens. The shift is officially being brought to you by Gatlin Mortuary. They're located at 500 East Alden Avenue right here in the beautiful Azalea City of Valdosta, Georgia. In your family's time of need, please make sure that you call on the name that you can trust, and that's Gatlin Mortuary. It is the sad duty of Gatlin Mortuary to announce the passing of baby boy Caden Brown, who passed away on yesterday, March the 18th of 2020. His life celebration services are currently incomplete, but will be announced as they become available by the staff and the management of Gatlin Mortuary. Again, that's the life celebration services of baby boy Caden Brown. They are currently incomplete, but will be announced at a later date by the staff and management of Gatlin Mortuary. We're going to talk about um, off the record. Have you ever been in a conversation with people or maybe you've watched it on the news or what have you and people will tell you, hey, let's keep this off the record. Or I'll tell you, but I want to make sure it's off the record. I know I've said to people and have people say to me many a times, let's go ahead and keep this off the record. You know, can I talk to you? I'll talk to you, but I want it off the record. And so what they're saying when they say that is I don't want this to be official. Like, I don't want it to be something that you write down or that you hold as being an official statement for me. And so they don't want it recorded. They don't want it restated. They don't want it repeated. Something that we want to keep off the record are things that we don't want recorded, restated, or repeated. Um, rather that uh, being repeated is something that's you know, on social media, conversation, in prayer or whatever, you know, I, I want to tell you this, but I want to do it off the record. And also they don't want it publicly reported. Gwen, good morning. Curtis, good morning. They don't want it publicly reported. I know there are some things in my life uh, that, that I've done and I've said that I don't want publicly reported. Anybody can make that statement with me. There are some things that I want to keep off the record. I don't want it publicly reported. I don't want it repeated. I don't want it restated. Certain things that we say in private, we don't want it publicly reported. Whew, come here. Some things that we say in secret that we are expecting a level, a certain level of confidentiality. We don't want that thing to be all out in the open, all out on Facebook, social media, Snapchat, IG, Instagram, Twitter. We don't want things to be repeated. So we want them to be kept off the record. There are a lot of things and a lot of people who are saying and doing things in private that they do not want publicly reported which means they want it off the record. Let us look at Psalms 130, and we're going to look at verse 1 through 3, or 1 through 4, I'm sorry, 1 through 4. Psalms 130, verse 1 through 4. Good morning, Val. And this, this particular passage of Scripture is titled in the Good News Translation that I'm reading for as a prayer for help. It says, from the depths of my despair, I call to you, Lord. I'm I'm calling and and crying out to you and I'm putting this out to you from that deep place from that deep hurt 
And a lot of times when people talk to us and when we go through life, we experience things that are deep. We experience things. A lot of people deal with, you know, what we call surface issues and they cry about little minor things. But there are some of us who when we cry out, when we really cry out for help, we are crying out from a deep place because there are a lot of us you don't cry about everything. You don't complain about everything. You don't mumble and grumble about everything. You don't weep about everything. Now, you got some folks, I know I know people that they just are emotional creatures, emotional beings, cry about everything. I don't want to be that type of person that just cry about everything, that you weep and wail and deep travail about everything. I mean, just, just make a mountain out of a molehill. I don't want to, there are a lot of things that I don't, you know, I don't bother God with. You get what I'm saying? There are a lot of things that I don't bother God with because a lot of things that we bother God with, help me Jesus. There are a lot of things that we bother him with that doesn't require him to do anything. He, he needs us to do things. He needs us to move. And a lot of us, we are lazy. We don't want things done. We want God to do everything for us. We want him to do everything. We don't want any responsibility. We don't want any, any, we don't want to, we don't want any type of labor at all. So we pray and we want God to come through for us for everything. Some things requires you to do stuff. Let's just be honest. We have asked God to do things and we want him a work of miracle in places that only require us to do something. It requires you to do it. It requires you to get up and do it. We want him to ex open the heavens for us when we won't do anything on our own. We want somebody else to fix it. We want somebody else to do it. We want somebody else to pray about it. We want somebody else to intercede about it. But what I I have made up in my mind that if I am going to, if I am going to go to God, I want to go to God for something I know is going to require him to intervene. I want him. I, I need him. It's not like I want him to do it. I need him to do it. Right. I, I, I gotta have his input. I gotta have his response. So in this prayer for heaven says from the depths of my despair, I call to you, Lord, hear my cry. Listen to my call for help. You know, when I cry out for help, I'm not you. And we all have to endeavor not to be those people who cry wolf. You know, the story of the boy who cried wolf. He was always, always, always talking about uh, what was happening and, and he was lying about what was happening. It wasn't as serious as he was mounting, uh, uh, making it out to be. And, and he cried wolf and he cried wolf and he cried wolf. And then he didn't need anything, but the moment, excuse me, when he really needed it, nobody came to his help because he lied so much. He cried wolf so much. So anytime I'm going to God, whoo, anytime I'm going to him, I'm going to him because I really need him. I'm not going to him because I just feel like crying. No, whenever I call for help, and this is the way that we have to be with people as well. Don't call for people's help if you really don't need their help. 
Don't have people running to your rescue and you making it out to be some major catastrophe and you get there and it's just a roach or a bug or a flea. You know what I'm saying? It's something. Dog Smith, where you get that from? Uh, it's it's something minor. When I when I cry out to God for help, He gonna know I need help. He's gonna know that this is something that I have tried to figure out. I've sat at the table. I've tried to plan it. I've tried to map it out. When I call for help, He gonna know I got to show up for Smith. Cause she does not call me unless it's serious. He does not call me unless it's for real, for real, major. So then He goes on to say verse number three, and this is where we get um, our topic for today. He said, if you kept a record of our sins, who could escape from being condemned? Who, if Lord, if you kept a record of all of my wrongdoing, if you kept a record of everything that we have done wrong, who could escape being condemned? There are a lot of people who walk around like they have not done anything wrong in their life, that they've never made any bad decisions, that they've never fallen from grace or fallen out of grace or fallen into grace. People who act like their stuff do not stink. People who act like they do everything right. They don't ever get it wrong. They don't ever mess up. Never made a bad decision. Never made a misstep in their life. But here, the writer says, Lord, if you kept a record of our sins, who could escape from being condemned? You know what the Bible says. I don't have to tell y'all. Y'all know it. You know it. We all have sinned. Listen. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Psalms 25, the writer says, Lord, keep your promise and forgive my sins for they are many. I don't know about you, but I can stand in my truth, the truth about my life that says I have not done everything right. I have not done everything perfect. My sins are many and I am so grateful that God has kept a lot of things that I've done privately out of the public. I'm glad that there are a lot of places in my life that he has kept off the record. There are a lot of thoughts that I've had in my life that he has kept off the record. I'm glad that there are actions and behaviors and conduct that I've been involved in, that I've submitted to, that he has kept off the record. Because if he kept a record of all of my sins, help me through here, if he kept a record of all of my wrongdoing, if he kept a record of all the lies I've told, if he's kept a record of all the transgressions I've committed, if he's kept a record of all of my iniquity, then I would be in trouble. There's no way I would be blessed like I'm blessed if he kept a record of it. But I'm so grateful. Come here, little girl. I'm so grateful that I serve a forgiving God. I'm so glad that the God that I serve is not like man. It's not like me. He's not like you. He is not like our cousins or our aunts who will never let us live down the wrong that we've done. You know you got some people in your life, in your circle, in your space that you are acquainted with, that will even in your family, that will not let you live down 
the mistake you made 30 years ago. You've apologized. You've asked for forgiveness. You've repented. You were sorrowful. You have been working hard to try to move past that error. You worked hard to try to move past that mistake, but they just will not let you live it down. But I'm so grateful that the God that I serve is gracious enough. Woo! It's gracious enough to keep my sins. A lot of the many, if not all of the sins that I've done off the record. There's another uh, scripture in uh, Psalms of 40 where the writer says, my sins are too many to count. They are too many to count. They are more than the hairs on my head. They are more than the hairs on my head. But I dare somebody shout right where you stand. Lord, I thank you. Today is thankful Thursday. Lord, I thank you. For keeping some of the things that I've done off the record. Thank you for not repeating it. Thank you for not publicly reporting it. Thank you for not restating it. Thank you for not reliving it. Making me relive it every day of my life. Thank you for being that kind of God. Help me Jesus. That I'm telling you it's off the record off the record. It's, I don't want it recorded. I don't want to restate it. I don't want to report it. I don't want to repeat it. I'm grateful for him keeping my sins off the record. If he's writing everything down in the Lamb's book of life, I don't know how he going to fit all of our stuff in one book, but I'm so glad that he has a magic eraser. That every now and then, when I let my put my pride to the side and let my pride go, that every now and then he goes back to my name and he uses his magic miracle eraser and he marks off. Help me, Jesus. He marks off some of the stuff I've done. Anybody can say, Lord, I thank you for keeping my sins off the record. I thank you for removing some of this stuff out of my life. Lord, I thank you for casting my sins and what I've done in the sea of forgetfulness where you won't remember what I've done anymore. You won't bring it up next week. You won't bring it up next month. You won't bring it up five years from now. I am grateful. That you use it for your girl. I'm grateful that you use it for me. Lord, I thank you for keeping this stuff off the record. Every time I've been a naysayer in somebody's life, every time I've gossiped about somebody, every time I've sown discord about somebody, thank you for that magic eraser that you keep all of that off the record. And that's why I'm I'm wise enough to know, I'm humble enough to know that, 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 that you cannot stand in judgment of people when we have committed the same sin, when we've done the same wrong. All of our sin. Listen, the Bible declares that all unright, all A-L-L, the stain lifter, that's all. All unrighteousness is sin. What I do ain't no worse or no better than what you do. Brought to you by Gatlin Mortuary, located 500 East Alden Avenue, right here in Valdosta. 
in your family's time of need, please make sure that you call on the name that you can trust, and that's Gatlin Mortuary. My dear brother, Mr. James Gatlin, and his fine staff will make sure they serve you and your family with understanding and excellence during the loss of your loved one. Again, that's Gatlin Mortuary, located at 500 East Alden Avenue, right here in Valdosta. Listen, beautiful people, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. There's a quote that I read this morning that says that there is no situation, no person, no sickness, and no bad news has the power to bring you down or destroy you. Not when God is by your side. Coach Harris, good morning. Crystal, good morning. I'll say it again. No situation, no person, no sickness, and no bad news has the power to bring you down and destroy you not when God is on your side or not when God is by your side. Love day on the hump day. Good morning. And so as we are moving through our day to day, I want to implore you to place your trust in the things that you're trusting him for to make sure that you keep it on the forefront of your mind today. That no matter what happens, no matter what you see, no matter what you feel, no matter what you hear people say, uh, no matter what you hear people talk about, whatever it is this morning that you have written down that you are trusting God for on today, I want you to make sure that you keep that at the forefront of your mind and let it rest in your spirit. Don't just say it just to be saying it, but I'm talking about if you are writing down what you trust him for, it has to be something that is heartfelt because if you're trusting him for something that you don't believe him to do, anything that people say, anything that you hear, anything that you read, anything that is out there, uh, it is going to diminish your faith in what you're trusting him for. So you got to make sure that what we are putting down, what you're saying that you trust God for, what you're saying that you believe him to do, that that thing is coming from your heart and it sticks in your spirit. Because unfortunately, there are people and things, the enemy of darkness, the kingdom of darkness is going to do everything in its power to distract you, distract you not us, but to distract you, to distract you from what you are trusting God for. The enemy is going to come to try to take your attention and ruin your faith about what you trust God for. There are some people who are on here that really, truly believe God, that you really trust God. If you say that you trust God for it, that's where your faith is. You understand? That's where your faith is. And so there are some of us who are rooted, who are really rooted in what we are trusting God for. Good morning, Val. We are rooted in what we trust God for. Miss Avia, good morning. And so if you, again, make that declaration of what you are trusting God for, because nothing, listen, nothing is impossible for the people of God who trust in the power of God. Oh, my God. Listen at what I'm saying. I'm, we're talking about trust this morning. Nothing, nothing, I believe this. Woo, nothing 
is impossible for the people of God who trust in the power of God. Listen, that's noteworthy. That is noteworthy. There is nothing impossible for the people of God who trust in the power of God. Now I'm telling you, do not be disheartened. Do not be distracted. Do not get angry. Don't be so frustrated about what you hear or what you say that you that it calls you to throw your hands up and you take your hands out of and off of what God has called you to do and what you have the power to believe God to do. I'm telling you, nothing is impossible. Everything that you have written down today, every declaration that you have posted today, you got to make sure that that thing is something you believe in. Because when you trust God, you trust him, even when it don't make sense for other people. What I, I feel like, whoo, my God, oh, help me, Jesus. I felt, I felt the Holy Ghost then. When what you trust God for, what you wrote down, what you trust God for, and for those people who didn't write it, but you said it, you spoke it, you believe it in your heart, because there are situations like people driving where they can't type or they're at work doing something and can't type. But I'm going to tell you, it is something. It, you are strong in your faith and you are sound in your faith when you can trust God for things that don't make sense to other people. You, tr you trust God for what you trust him for and let other people trust God for what they trust him for. And just like you want me to respect you for what you have written down, respect me for what I went, wrote down because I have a message for all of us. Woo! Woo! I'm telling you, I want to say that till it, I'm telling you, I want to say it until it grips your spirit. I want to say it until it grips your soul. I want to say it until I sound like a broken record. You continue to trust God for what you want him to do in your life, regardless of whether or not it makes sense to other people. Because other people now, other people are going to trust him for what they want to trust him for. And I don't knock nobody, I don't knock anybody for what you trust God for. If you trust in God for it, I already told you that there's nothing impossible for the people of God who trust in the power of God. You understand what I'm saying? But whatever you are trusting God for, I want to show you something. In the Bible that I pray that will tie a knot around this word and that you will hold on to it no matter how short your rope gets. You understand what I'm saying? I want to say, I'm telling you, I want, I have a scripture. I have a, a, a scripture in the word of God that I would hope that will tie a knot around your trust and what you're trusting him for. That no matter what happens, that no matter what happens happens no matter what you hear no matter what people say no matter what you see that you will hold on to this knot that you good morning Sheba that you will hold on to this knot even when your rope because remember we've said this before when we are at the end of our rope we in a good place we are at a good place so for everybody who names something that you are trusting God 
four. And, and you can you can even go back to Proverbs, and, and it's what it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. So whatever you trust it in, make sure you are committed. Listen, commit to what you trust God for. Woo! Oh, my God. Woo! Oh, my goodness. You heard what I said? Commit to what you trust God for. That's what he says in Proverbs chapter 3. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. That means commit to what you trust him for. Good morning, Gwen. Come, I will commit to what I trust God for. That means I will take it to the bank. I will. I mean, I'm sold out. I'm committed to what I trust God for. Hear what I'm trying to tell you? Commit. Commit to what you're trusting God for. It's not about, it's not about, uh, you know, having a fan base. It's about your commitment to what you're trusting for. Because you know, and I told you I'm going to keep repeating, because you know there is nothing impossible for the people of God who trust in the power of God. Trusting God is the best kept secret to a victory. When it seems like you're being outnumbered, when you're feeling, when, when it when it seems like you're outnumbered, that the odds are stacked against you, that it don't sound right, that it don't look right, that it's impossible. The secret weapon is trusting God. Okay, so let's look at Psalms one twenty five. Woo, woo, my God, come here, little girl, and I gotta get out of dodge. Let's look at Psalms 125. It says, those who trust in the Lord. And I'm reading from the Good News Translation. Listen at this, Coach Harris. Listen at this, Margaret. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which can never be shaken and never be moved. Woo! Holy Ghost. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people now and forever. I'm going to rejoice right here. I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to be thankful. This is a an assurance. This is a commitment. This is the Lord endorsing your trust. Woo! My God. Y'all ain't heard what I said. This, this, this particular passage of scripture that I just read. Verse number one and two is the Lord endorsing your trust. Miss Phyllis, listen, this scripture, verse one and two is him endorsing your trust because it says those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion. I'm talking good which can never be shaken and never be moved as the mountains surround Jerusalem. So the Lord surrounds his people. This is an endorsement. This is your sponsorship. This is, okay, this is the sponsorship for your trust. Gatlin Mortuary, Gatlin Mortuary says that I believe so much in the morning shift that I'm going to sponsor them, not them, her, me, sponsor the morning shift and put it on 97.5 WHLJ, Statenville, Valdosta, 103.3. FM at 1400 AM in Moultrie. Gather Mortuary says, I believe in the morning shift so much that I'm willing to sponsor the message. I want to say this to anybody where your trust has been under attack, where your faith 
has been under attack, when your assignment has been under attack, when you have been under attack, if your trust has been under attack, I come to tell you, just like Gatlin Mortuary and Mr. James Gatlin has endorsed and sponsored the message of the morning shift, Psalms 125 reassures you that you have the endorsement, you have the, your trust has the endorsement, the message of your trust and your faith has the backing and has the sponsorship of your Lord. Says those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which can never be shaken, never be moved. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people now and forever. So I encourage you in my closing this morning on the morning ship. The Lord is endorsing your faith. Whatever you transcribe, good morning, uh, Sonia Parks, whatever, T, good morning, whatever you have transcribed as what you are trusting God to do on today, he is endorsing what you trust God for. Again, what you trust God for may not make sense to other people. How you're trusting him to come through for you and your family, how you are trusting him to heal you, how you're trusting him to financially restore you. Your trust may not make sense, but he is endorsing what you believe in. Now, again, I am I am not specifically and I'm not directly or indirectly talking about anything as it relates to the national pandemic. I'm just talking about your trust and your faith. Because if we're, and I know it's up in the forefront, but if it's all you hear when you turn on the TV, all you hear when you turn on the radio, at some point, someone still needs to be talking about how important it is for us not to lose our faith and our trust. So when we, listen, <clears throat> nothing is impossible for the people of God who trust in the power of God. Nothing. So in my closing, I encourage you, beautiful people, those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, can never be shaken, can never be moved. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so does the Lord surround his people. He's endorsing what you've trusted him for. And I believe God that when we add our faith to what we let proceed out of our mouth, when the faith is in our heart, when we are rooted and grounded in our faith and what we trust him for, he is obligated to come through on our behalf. Thank you.